Saddleback College's very own OCRockRadio.com. And I'm Clanger, and I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hang with the Clang. Got a great show for you tonight. As I mentioned last week, it's going to be extra hang time. We got a very special guest this evening with us, and I'm not going to tell you quite yet, but the last song we heard is a little hint for you. We started that show off with I Am The Virus, the apocalyptic meltdown dub remix from 2021 by Killing Joke. We're going to play a few more songs from Killing Joke. As I said, that's the hint. And that's all you're going to get from me right now. 
but let's get into the music and thanks for tuning in and deciding to hang with the clang here we go we are here to tell you that in the future the earth will heal itself nothing. One day, in the distant future, far ago, yesterday, tomorrow, the forest will stretch for eternity. And the dark gods shall be no more. Mysteries shall be restored.
You're listening to Saddleback College's very own OCRockRadio.com. And I'm joined tonight by the one and only Martin Youth Glover. He's the bass player for Killing Joke and a prolific producer. If you've heard a dub mix or a remix, he's probably done it. You also may be familiar with the, the song Bittersweet Symphony from The Verve. Yep, that's him. And also, as well as producing other bands, Pink Floyd, The Charlatans, Crowded House, James, Sam Roberts Band. You know, it'd probably take half the show just to get through the list. Um, so I want to welcome you, youth, and um, thank you for taking the time to hang with the Clang. Pleasure. Thanks, Clang. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, of course. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot to talk about, and it's kind of hard to know where to start. So I guess let's start with uh, Killing Joke. Um, okay. I, played a, I played a few songs into this interview. I played uh, Pandemonium. It was the off the Laugh at Your Peril, the live album at the Roundhouse Yeah. for the, uh, the 40th anniversary tour. And then Insetheria from 2012, which is the wrote, written in Roman numerals MMX11. And then um, uh, off the first album, Killing Joke, from you guys, uh, Change. And then I did Psych, which was off of the original single from you guys with War Dance with the Fred Astaire on the cover, which you know that, but I'm just telling the listeners. Um, so uh, I know noticed you guys had a European tour set up. Are you guys planning yeah. on going to North America at all or at any point no, soon? Moment. Um, and we're holding our breaths for that European tour as well. I mean, hopefully that'll be fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I hope we get back to North America soon. We always enjoy it. Yeah, I had I saw you guys at the Yost Theater on uh, the 22nd of May in, what was that, 2019? Yeah. And, yeah. That was, a, <laughs> I got to bring a lot of people that hadn't really got to experience you guys live, and they were just blown away. Um, wow. Thanks. And so as far as, um, do you guys have any new, new uh, songs in the works or talking of an album? I mean, I know you guys are all in different four corners of the world, but. Yeah, we've been writing remotely a bit. Um, our drummer, Big Paul's been sending me some ideas and little jams he's been doing. Uh, Geordie's had a few ideas and I've been knocking, I got like, I don't know, 15, 20 uh, fairly well-formed ideas as well. So we're hoping that will all come to fruition over the next six months before we do the tour, but we'll have to see. That'll be great. So, yeah. And um, so I guess now what we're going to do is I'm going to play a few songs, a few, because we only have so much time in the show, but I'm going to play a few songs that you've uh, produced on, and then we can... Well, so. OCRockRadio.com Disappear when I'm love. Where would you be now? Where would you be now? When I'm love. You know I saw this loose. 
trip on a sailing ship I was trying not to break on the shore Lady luck came and knock it was But I couldn't even open the door Where are we going? Remember the way Where are we
something in my liberty Saddleback College's very own OCRockRadio.com. We just heard 
very nice set. Hope you all enjoyed it. Hope you're all still hanging with the clang. But right now we just heard uh, Banana Rama, Pop Life from 1991, Long Train Running album. Or that was the track was Long Train Running. And then A Girl Like You, Edwin Collins from 1994. Then we heard Sincerity from the Charlatans from the Who We Touch album from 2010. Then we heard Chasing the Light, the Sam Roberts Band, Lo-Fi Fantasy album from 2014. Then we heard Born of Frustration, 1992, James, off the Seven album. And of course, close that off with one of my favorites from them, Lucky Man from The Verb, from Urban Hymns, 1997. That's a good selection, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to I wanted to put some some of the more stuff that I don't think people are aware of that you were involved with. I wanted to put yeah. that, you know, into the mix. And so I guess the one thing I wanted to ask you is yeah. as a producer, um, you've been doing it for such a long time. Now, how do you when you get projects? <laughs> yeah. So when you get different projects, is it is it manager to manager or are you approached by people or do you approach people? Yeah, I get a lot of work through the management and uh, I get offered a lot of work through people I know who know me directly and people just, you know, from Facebook and Instagram and stuff just ask me things. So generally, if I like something, I'll do it. I will find a way of doing it. Yeah, that would have been my next question is if you you decide like uh, what projects you're going to work on or if it's just, oh, you're doing this, you know, I... I was kind of curious about that. Yeah, 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 I do. And I'm I'm in a very lucky position where I I can pick and choose and I still turn down way more than I can do because I just don't have the time to do it all. Right. Uh, I tend to, you know, uh, go with ones that resonate with me some way. Yeah. Do, um, and a lot of times is it in, um, is it in, uh, Space Mountain Studio, or is it? Do people come to you, or do you go to them typically, or does it just depend on the project? Sorry. In the last eighteen months, it's been a lot of remote productions I've been doing. <laughs> right, right. So that's where I'm in Space Mountain, and they're somewhere else. But we've got some good results with that, actually. And uh, otherwise, um, yeah. If if I'm mixing, I'm not going to see the client. So it doesn't really matter where I am uh, or remixing. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I've got a, uh, a house here in South London and uh, two, three rooms here as a, a very, very cool home recording setup. And then I've got a state-of-the-art studio in Spain and Andalusia. So if I'm recording a band from scratch, I generally take them to Spain unless there's a, a logistical problem there. Well, we, we might book a studio here, or I'll go, I might go to America and record there, or whatever, or Jamaica. Been doing a lot of recording in Jamaica the last few years, and then I'll bring it back here, and we'll kind of work it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I do want to talk about your work in Jamaica too. Um, yeah. So, so typically when you're producing, you're in the studio with the band correct i mean and typically i mean i know this is a different time right now but whereas like remixing or doing a dub mix is is typically wherever you're at you can work on that and then yeah and the band wouldn't be present for that and so i don't know could you maybe give us a little glimpse of the inside of like your your process when 
uh, when doing a remix or doing a dub how do you you get the song that you're going to do you, the one you decide you're going to do how do you how do you start with with that well it depends on the uh, original song that i'm sent and what they're uh, and also what the band are expecting asking although sometimes they just ignore that i did one for spin spin spiz energy recently um and uh I think they wanted a, a, a sort of fairly straightforward sort of punk radio mix, they're a punk band. But I ended up doing a complete Electro Clash remix on it. But it sounds great. And they ended up loving it. So I might, you know, just go off on a tangent somewhere else. I sometimes might make three or four completely different mixes. I've been remixing Crass, the legendary punk rap band, um, uh, from Britain um, and you know I did one of the tracks I, I ended up doing like a, a real psych guitar sort of German experimental style mix then I did an acapella dub it was like really tripped out very psychedelic and then I did a, a fairly straightforward sort of dub mix with a, with a kind of reggae rhythm so I sort of did three completely different ones. I do that sometimes. Sometimes I might edit those into one mix, or sometimes I'll just deliver three mixes. It, again, it depends, you know. Um, but it's great remixing because I can do things like that, and they are abstractions from the definitive article. So I, I don't have to worry about whether it's a definitive record for that artist or not. It's an abstract interpretation of it, you know, of which I'll follow the sort of Andy Weatherall, um, King Tubby, Lee Perry approach, you destroy it uh, to recreate it, you know. And that means completely changing the rhythm and, uh, and reinventing it um, somehow, you know. Uh, but that's really good fun because there's no limits. You can go wherever you like. Whereas when I'm producing, I'm more like... I, I'm trying to make a definitive record for that artist at that time, you know, that really defines them. So I'm going to have to play more into their uh, ballpark of what, where they're coming from, where they've been. Nevertheless, even with the productions, I'll do radical things. That's some of my favourite producers like Brian Eno and stuff, D Daniel Lamar, and they and Connie Plank, of course, they'll, they'll totally radically change uh, an artist's song and the arrangement and the direction and tempo and everything um, to find the, the definitive uh, version. So uh, I'm into a lot of experimentation. Yeah, I've no I've noticed on uh, a couple of the songs we just heard that I, I was fans of those bands and kind of hadn't really listened to them for a while and i heard the albums that you produced and you got a, a really different sound out of them like charlatans that that was a different sound for them than that i was used to and sam roberts i didn't know was still around to be honest with you i i saw his uh, i heard his 2003 album and i was really i really was digging it it was a nice vibe and all of that and um as i was looking into some of that i came across that album and that 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 i would have not guessed that was was him and well, uh, I did a whole album of remixes for them uh, mm -hmm. of the album while we were doing it, um, <laughs> which which often I've did that for the last Peter Murphy uh, solo album line, and and often um, often some of the uh, remixes become more 
definitive than the original versions. <laughs> bit like with, uh, you know, uh, Scream Adelica and Primal Scream, Andrew Weatherall's remixes of that became uh, more definitive than uh, the original versions, you know. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. agree with you on that. Yeah, I, and I did hear some of those on, on that album. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it, so the process, obviously the you just said the process between producing and doing a mix and, and a dub mix. Now, is there, is it different or um, easier? I, I guess the question is, is there a different process when you're remixing a Killing Joke song opposed to another artist? Um, yeah, it is different because I kind of know where I want to go with Killing Joke straight away and then I just go there. But with other artists, I'll maybe experiment and go in a broader spectrum of ways. But with Killing Joke, I kind of keep the remixes I'm doing anyway that are in a fairly narrow gauge bandwidth of um, electronic uh, dub. Um, sometimes, sometimes I'll go into other areas of drum and bass, jungles occasionally um electro but traditionally it's my my uh my interpretation of killing joke via a, a dub sound system uh perspective really which with electronica as well so that's that that's what that's generally the you know that's how I how I like to do it. So uh, you know, sometimes we commission Killing Joke tracks out to other people to remix, and they go all over the place. But you know, often there's quite a lot of ambient in those mixes as well. And but like after over twenty years, I've been doing dub mixes of Killing Joke, and well, I'm forty years because we did it on our first EP with Turns Red, actually. Um, and so I've developed a sensibility for what I think really works well with, with us. And also that's kind of where I want to take it often. So, you know, that's where it goes. Yeah, I have, uh, I got this at the show. There was only two of them and oh, I got yeah. this and, uh, this is just amazing. Yeah. And I'm yeah. glad that I got it when I did. And yeah, it's, I take that to, um, to like an all vinyl gig that me and the wife do. And then we, we put that one of those tracks on and it, people just lose it. They, they're like, what is this? What is this? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I think it's really a good, um, good perspective, like a different view of what you guys do. Like, yeah. um, yeah, I, I enjoy, I mean, I enjoy the, the studio stuff just as well, but like the, the dub remixes that I hear that you do, they're, yeah it just it brings out a whole other well other side of the band yeah so i'm gonna play another set of music ocrockradio.com keep hanging with the clang so chaos discord that he's the uh, she's the chick who had done it all. What comes after chaos and discord confusion? And if you weren't in the why the uh, sacred number is five instead of eight? Well, I'm sorry, but uh, we we can't uh, we can't have heresy around here. Ha <laughs> 
long way from the trouble and violence Wanna rule my own world away from the big bad man, them a tyrants Get away from the sirens, somewhere where nobody can find us Living with the beasts and birds, yeah we leave everything behind Wanna go live on an island, get a long way from the trouble and violence Wanna rule my own world away from the big bad man, them a tyrant Get away from the sirens, somewhere where nobody can find us Living with the beasts and birds, yeah we leave everything now Wanna climb in a big tree, go swimming in the ocean water Every day you'll be a big tree, come and do everything that I want to Spend my day gently, just to chill with my wife and my daughter Faut pas 
paraîtrait mon faux paraîtrait pas le bien on s'en Mais où tu vas ben dis-moi qu'est-ce qui ne va pas Parfois ça bouge, des fois ça casse, faudrait comprendre Faudrait comprendre les mondes à gauche, à droite, à droite ah. Un bouge ta hanche un peu derrière, devant Tout le monde prend l'air Jump, 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 jump Alors on jump, 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 jump Dites-moi on va où Que la fête commence Tout le monde sur la piste Exhibe quelques pas de danse Allons à gauche, à droite eh? Combien ça coûte deux fois en monte En descente eh? Combien ça coûte Alors on jump, 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 jump Alors on jump, 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 jump Alors on jump, 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 jump Alors on jump, 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 jump
You're listening to Saddleback College's very own OC, rockradio.com. And I'm Clanger. And are you still hanging with the Clang? What did you guys think of that set? We started that set off with Kiss Them For Me, the Kathak number one mix off of the Superstition from 1991. And that was Susie, Susie and the Banshees. And then we had Saturday Afternoon, the DB edit by Vivian Goldman and that's off the album Next Is Now that came out on June 30th 2021 after that we heard A New Place The Gaslight Troubadours with Dandelion and Youth of course and that's a single that came out on July 30th 2021 then we had Jump with Youth and Rafrika that came out on May 8th 2020 Hope you enjoyed that one. I thought that was really, really cool. And, and that then, set with uh, Hang Up from Peter Murphy. Oh, great. The yeah. That, that well, right yeah, the remix of that is the one. That's, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sound it's of funny that. funny because it's like the first track and you're like, okay, well, let's listen to everything. And you go right back to that one. That one is just like super... Mm. super high energy and so did you i mean i know it's a remix so you just got did you get sent the album was this one that you had decided no, you no, wanted no, i've co-written it and produced it um okay but um i'll often have a couple of engineers on the session um and maybe one of my assistants and i'll as we're recording i'll say you know, we're going. We're using live drums on this track. But I would like to hear electronic drums, and I'll, I'll get them to put some electronic drums on. To do things that, um, just to see that I don't really want to spend time doing myself while I'm with the artist. But they'll be in the kitchen doing it or something. Right. And that we're doing that and bringing them into the mix and sounding great. And um, and sometimes I just give it to the assistant and say, run, no, let's run a dub mix off of this. And, and we started doing these dub mixes. I think I polished them up a bit afterwards, but as we were recording, we were doing it almost, um, which was a real thrill. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a, so you, okay. So that was how that, so you did, we're doing, you guys basically essentially we're doing two albums at the same time. We're basically doing the yeah. like, yeah. Wow. But that's not unusual. I I remember with the KLF, um, the KLF would would get all the remixes done before they did their single album mix. And then they'd take all the best bits from all the remixes. They might get one track and they might have eight different people remix. And then they'd take all the best bits of the remixes and put it into the album mix. I thought that was smart because normally you do the, the other way around, but often the bits there that will really enhance the original version, you're paying for it. You might as well do that. So sometimes I remixing while we're recording even and that will give me ideas of arrangement and, and and orchestration and stuff for the instruments, you know, before we start remixing, we'll be doing it straight away. So it's just, a, you know, sometimes when I'm producing a band, even a traditional band, we might take a fast song and I'll slow it right down, make it a slow burn and ballad anthem and, and vice versa I might take a slow song that sounds like Johnny Cash and then make it into a big festival anthem I'll put the song in the ring and we'll try lots of different I'll throw loads of curveballs at the band of, of, of ways of, of interpreting it that are different for them and challenging for them and then we'll decide 
which one's the best, you know? Um, you know, and just see, see where the song wants to go sometimes, you know? That's great. I, I did want to specifically touch on um, Toots and the Maytals. I'm going to be playing three songs from, from that last album. Um, that got to be tough. That song is amazing. The whole album is amazing. Um, how, what was it like? Yeah, what was it like working with them? Well, I mean, Toots is uh, one of the greatest singers of all time. I mean, it's like Otis Redding, you know, or something like that. He's called the Jamaican Otis Redding. So, I mean, working with him was a great honor and a privilege um, and actually very challenging because he wasn't in great shape. And, um, you know, it was challenging for him as well. But, I mean, it's like a real white-knuckle white water you know hang on to your hat ride with some artists like that we actually uh, I think we only did about five or six days recording with Toots and then and then six months post-production you know but um, it's I think we've really lived up to his legacy and the album's incredible and album got a Grammy and has gone down and congratulations I, I meant to say that to you yeah. before we started yeah. this part but yeah congratulations so that is I, can't, I couldn't even imagine me producing Toots 40 years ago I would have laughed if someone had suggested that but um, yeah amazing and uh, now uh, the Uroy album's just started has just come out and the collaboration that is just ridiculous and and the sound on that's unbelievable and again it's great to honor these uh heritage artists um who are in the twilight years you know um with 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 uh making an amazing album that that really connects you know um and uh yeah both of them have been like huge huge uh big deals for me in my life yeah. And uh, also, you've also worked with Lee Scratch Perry quite a bit, right? Is that correct? Or that bit, yeah. Um, not, I'm mean, halfway through a, a, an album, a Lee, a Lee Scratch Perry youth album, and um, that's been problematic since uh, the last eighteen months trying to get together with him because he's we've been in lockdown and stuff. But that's still progressing and. Uh, I've done some other collaborations with Lee, um, notably with uh, Mark Stewart from the pop group. And um, yeah, he's an amazing, and the Orb. Uh, he's an amazing artist. He's, he's like one of the, my biggest influences, you know. All roads lead back to Lee Perry in a way for me. And right. he and King Tubby um, completely re invented the way people use recording studios as mixed studios to reinvent the music to create records was is a bit like the Beatles doing Sgt. Pepper for me. I mean, that was another big one, but they, they're using go as the instrument mainly. And that, that I found really inspiring. And you're tuned in to ocrockradio.com. And let's get into those Toots songs. Toots and the Maytals. Here we go. Got to be tough when things get rough. You got to be tough. I 
This is a warning. You got to be smart. Living in this time, it's not so easy to carry on. So if you are my friend, treat me like a friend. A friend indeed. And a friend indeed. Just in case you never know. And maybe you forget, yeah. Your days are getting shorter. Oh, youths are getting slaughtered, yeah. Things may be hard, so hard. But we have to overcome it, yeah. When you lost someone, Like loved ones, we have to overcome it, yeah, but just in case you never know, or maybe you forget, yeah, your days are getting shorter, all youths are getting slaughtered, yeah.
Move 
rockradio.com and that was a triple play of Toots and the Maytals off of Got To Be Tough release. If you have not heard that album yet, you need to check it out. We just played Gotta Be Tough last week. If you remember, we started it off with that. Then we played Three Little Birds with Ziggy Marley and then Warning Warning. Hope you guys enjoyed that little triple play. We're going to get back to our interview with uh, you right now. And so basically, yeah, we had um, the Dub Night players on last week and they were talking about their, um, they were giving us what they, you know, how their short, brief history lesson of what Dub was about. And they were saying that it was essentially the engineers in the studio um, isolating different tracks and then adding um, different things. I mean, has that changed that much? I mean, other than obviously you're not, you're not, cutting tape and splicing tape anymore but i mean is that uh, what what's your opinion definition of dub yeah they'd um run an instrumental abstracted version of the main song and then invite other mcs and toasters like you roy who is um the the pioneer of that uh, which you you could argue is a pioneer of rap really the mc culture um and those versions would become very popular on the dance halls and, and sometimes eclipse the original record as a bigger record, you know. And in Jamaica, there's a big tradition and history of people doing cover versions anyway. You know, there's a lot of cover versions made in the 70s. And a lot of, whenever you go to Jamaica, there's guys on the beach playing guitar doing their own versions of famous pop hits, you know, and... So it's part of the culture to do versions. And then the dub is just like another version of the version. And it's another abstraction of the abstraction, another tangent, another layer. And of course, um, they would break down the rhythm and, and the instrumentation, they augment it with big reverbs and delays and, and create a whole new uh, experience. Uh, um, was just mind blowing. It still is mind blowing for me. I, th- I think it's just incredible. Uh, I love dub music. I listen to it all the time. Generally, um, I've never been. Even though I'm a producer of bands and singers and stuff, I'm never. I'm not one of those persons who sits and listens to every lyric on the record, even if it's 
Cohen. Occasionally that'll happen, but I'm more in into the sound of the vocal, the sound of the vocal inside the track, especially if it's dubbed up and delayed. And um, I'm into sounds really, um, uh, and those sounds can tell as vivid and colourful a story as a lyric for me. So um, that's that's like a big part of my motivation. Um, not listening to the singer. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I mean, I, I write songs, I perform them, I say I write lyrics, I know them. But um, sometimes I... I like, and even even with a the lyric there, I like kind of abstraction within the lyrics. Some of my favorite writers, from John Lennon um, to Leonard Cohen, they don't just tell a, a very straight narrative story. They, 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 there's a poetic interpretation. There's juxtaposition of lines and context and visuals, and you know, I love that. Yeah.
Saddleback College's very own OCRockRadio.com. I'm Clanger, and you're hanging with the Clang. Hope you enjoyed that last uh, four-song dub mix. Uh, we started that set off with Badness Dub, and that was off the Dub Mix Specialist Volume 1 featuring Youth, Experience, and Errol Brown. Then after that, we had Snake Dance. That was the Youth Rattlesnake Dub Remix. That's off of Killing Joke's Pylon album from 2015, and you can find that on the Deluxe Edition. So check that out as well. Then we heard No One Can Stop Us, and that's an album that came out on January 19th, 2018. It's Music to Get High To, and that was featuring Planet Man. And how could I forget? We finished that set off with Turn to Red in dub. And so now we're going to get back with youth. So you would say generally, generally you don't, because um, uh, that was one question I was curious about is if you, if you listen to any of, of the other music out there, because it already seems like you have enough on your plate and you, you, your work, you're writing music, you're remixing, doing dub, doing um, producing in a studio. Do you have stuff that you listen to that? Or, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm more of a fan than I am a maker. I, I listen to way more music than I make. Um, I wouldn't be able to make the music if I didn't listen to it. Um, you know, if you want to be a great writer, you have to read great books. That's it. You know, it's the same for music and art, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I spend a lot of my time. One of the best parts of my job, really, is, is being able to absorb other people's great art, you know, whether it's music, literature, painting, films, all of that is like fuel for my imagination. So I make sure yeah, I make time. So you're all, also, besides being um, practicing the art of producing, you're also uh, a writer and a, a painter, is that correct? That's right. Well, I do a lot of drawings and um, I've always been very creative. I make films. I'm editing three short films at the moment. Um, I've almost finished this huge book of illustrations for a, 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 a long Ginsberg poem that's never been published in print that the Ginsberg Institute's uh, involved with and has come out of me soundtracking this poem with with a piece of music as well um, and that's that's like 30 really big drawings um, and I'm illustrating a book of lyrics for Vivian Goldman uh, and uh, she's got some gigs this week I think in New York and the East Coast and uh, yeah I think that one just happened in New York and actually we just played her earlier too and uh, I think that's a really interesting person for people listening to to look up and and see what what she's oh. done and what she's been doing so yeah I've known Vivian since I was 17 and uh, you know at that point, she was Bob Marley's press officer at Island Records. And she's about to hit me, but we got on really well. And I met her in John Lydon's house in Chelsea while he was forming Pill. And she was hanging out there a lot. And she would take me and John. She took me to my first reggae blues shabeen, you know, illegal sound system party of which proliferated in West London and South London in the late 70s. And, um, and we go there and John Lydon was like, you know, number one, enemy, num public enemy number one as far 
media, uh, the media were concerned. But we go into these places, 99% black uh, guys, um, but we were never bothered once, nor was he. Um, but you can hardly see anything in there. It'd just be thick smoke and floor to ceiling based up uh, speakers and uh you know, and that's that's where I really honed my appreciation for dub and the, and the sound system culture, and and, uh, and Vivian introduced me to it, and she knew everybody on it, and uh, so it was a fantastic privilege and honour for me to make an album with her first her first ever album, really. Even though she's two records she made in this in the eighties, the seminal records now, um, Private Armies and Laundrette, um, which she made with. Adrian Sherwood and John Lydon, I think, is involved in uh, Laundrette. Um, and, but she never made an album, so she did a lot of sessions for Adrian Sherwood doing New Age Steppers um, with uh, Nana Cherry and doing backing vocals for various projects for him, as I was doing, actually, at the time. I would do a lot of bass sessions for him, Annie Anxiety and things for Southern Records. And... Um, and uh, we just stayed friends and she's been a really great moral compass for me throughout the years whenever i've had real dilemmas i talk to her and she she gives me some sage wisdom and she's generally always right so yeah so it's a really great reward for me to sort of uh honor her with with making that uh, album and see it going down so well at the moment is like wow wonderful joyous yeah, it's it's really I've been enjoying it myself. Really great album. I think people need to check it out if they don't. They didn't know. Now they know. Yeah, um. <laughs> Vivian's a woman because she's a great writer. I mean, not only of songs, but she writes great books as well. Uh, Revenge of the Sheep Punks, classic, you know. And her account of Marley's shooting Exodus is very good as well. Um, yeah, amazing writer. So are you are you working on a book currently or I am I am a bit in there but I've got I've kind of memoirs of my production and um I actually lost about three or four chapters but I spent two three months this year right rewriting the first chapter and I'm quite happy with that now and so that's given me into so I need to find two weeks to go away and just write the next few chapters um and that'll appear hopefully soon because I, I feel like it's time I did the book. I need to do the book now. Yeah, I've I got would, to definitely be interested. I'm I had a good 40, 45 years of music. Like you said, a lot of people haven't got a clue of probably 90% of it that I've made. So uh, sometimes it's good to remind people of that, um, <laughs> you know, because I've I've come in and out of uh, favor and fashion with different things, but I keep, uh, I have an ability to reinvent myself and what I do fairly regularly. So um, I hope, I hope that will still continue, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's part of the reason why I, I wanted to get you on the show um, because it, it, and I have to admit um, when you said, yeah, let's do it. Uh, I started doing my show prep. And I kept getting deeper and deeper and deeper into the uh, into the youth catalog and everything you've done. And it started getting to the point where I'm like, I don't even know what angle to go with because you've done so much. 
Um, so hopefully my, my playlist or my set list tonight sort of gets a little bit here and there. And I mean, but that was the main reason is I wanted, I wanted people to know, um, who you are and what you do and, uh, painting wise, do, do you put your paintings up on Instagram or anything like that? Or yeah, I've got a dedicated, uh, Instagram account, youth underscore Martin art. And um, I sort of regularly put up uh, old and new pieces of work on there. Yeah. And do you, um, this is kind of a, maybe a broad question, but getting back to listening to music, do you, when you paint, do you, do you play music while you're painting or? Always. I mean, generally always. I can't, it's very rare. I wouldn't, but um, yeah, I had a good art teacher when I was at school and he always let us bring albums and play albums with in our double art class. And, um, and uh, God, I'm just cutting these dreadlocks off my cat. <laughs> so my, my dog has to say, my dog gets them too. <laughs> they don't like it. And she's got, he's got really big talons, this cat. But um, what we're talking about, um, oh yeah, art and music. Yes, yeah, so I've got this association from school, you know, of, um, of, of, of painting while I'm listening to music and listening to music while I'm painting, you know. So um, I th even in the studio when I'm making music, I'm generally drawing and sketching. Um, and uh, certainly when I'm painting, I, I, I generally have some ambient or trance music on. Um, but I also quite like silence as well. So, you know, it, yeah, I think they go together really well. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, so I, I got some more songs I'm going to play toward the end of the set. OCRockRadio.com and let's get to some more music. Over the past few years, to the traditional sounds of an English summer, a drain of lawnmowers, the smack of leather on willow, has been added a new noise. What were, the, what were the skies like when you were young? They went on forever. When I, we lived in Arizona, and the skies always had little fluffy clouds in them, and they were long and clear, and there were lots of stars at night. And when it would rain, it, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Uh, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow on fire. The clouds would catch the colors everywhere. That's it, neat, because I used to look at them all the time when I was little. You don't see that. Yeah. 
lived in Arizona and the skies always had little fluffy clouds and they were long and clear and there were lots of stars at night. And uh, when it would rain, it would all turn. It, they were beautiful, the most beautiful skies, as a matter of fact. Um, the sunsets were purple and red and yellow and blue and fire, and the clouds would catch the colors everywhere. That's it, neat, I used to look at them all the time. You don't see that in clouds, little fluffy clouds.
long before we stand the rising tide. Changes coming, ain't no place to hide. There ain't no point in picking teams or choosing sides. Cause we're all going on the same line. The birds are singing, I can hear them loud and clear. And it's the sweetest song you're ever gonna hear Get yourselves together Don't delay, don't delay Get yourselves together Right, right now Get yourselves together Don't leave it up too late Get yourselves together Right, right It's a funny time of year Clouds are gathered with the sky is crystal clear And the tidal wave is breaking at the shore As we all ask ourselves what are we looking for Distant bells and changing weather Come to warn us of our ways If we don't get ourselves together We may not see a better day, day, day Get yourselves together Don't delay, don't delay Get yourselves together Right, right, right Get yourselves together Don't leave it up too late Get yourselves together listening to ocrockradio.com and I'm Clanger. Hopefully you're still hanging with the Clang. We just heard Dr. Robert and Youth get yourself together off a July 3rd release from 2020. Before that we heard Tesla. That was Dick Turner, the sax player from Hawkwind. Uh, Also with the Space Falcons. That's off the EP Interstellar Energy. That was released on February 19th, 2020. Before that 
We heard Empress of the Tarot. That was the Youth and Gaudi Project. Astronaut Alchemist from November 16th, 2018. And then we started that set off, of course, with the more electronics part of it. I start with little fluffy clouds because I couldn't resist. Oh, I wow. Played, I played the one that, uh, what is it, Golden Clouds with Lee Scratch. I played that was my closer last week as I closed with that song. Great. Oh, yeah. thanks, Sam. <laughs> yeah, you really get it. That's really good. Great. Love it. All those mixes I love. Yeah, they're great. So yeah, hopefully that uh, that works for you music-wise. It's really hard, I, I have to say. I mean, so much material. And then I was finding out stuff this morning after I had finally got into the set list to the, like, you know, appropriate length. Then um, then I see your post about John Sinclair, and I'm like, oh, what? Am, oh, what? what? And then I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> This podcast. That's like I said, Lee Perry is such a big influence, and many people have tried to do a discography of Lee Perry and fought and failed. You know, he's rumored to have made over a thousand records, you know, um, under his own name, you know, <laughs> let alone all his. So, I, I, you know, I love that I've got a, 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 a I've got a huge legacy of work behind me now, and uh, and yeah, I still feel like I'm only just starting, so you know. It's uh, it's a weird feeling. Well, you but just, never uh, <laughs> starting to sort of like be 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 aware. I've got to leave a legacy and, and archive it properly and things like that. Thank God you got social media now because otherwise nobody would know anything of what I've done. Really. Right. Most of the eighties, well, certainly the nineties and to early two thousands. I would do very few interviews. You could count the number of interviews I'd do as a producer um, or even an artist on one hand, you know, in the 10, 15 years. I, I, I maybe, maybe I did a few with Killing Joe, but not. So I very rarely talked about things in the studio or production. I don't know. I think it was to create an element of mystery or, or something. Everybody seemed to know what I was doing anyway because I was having a lot of success, but I'd never talk about it. Now it's the other way around. It's like... I talk about it all the time. Nobody seems to know what I've done. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> uh, it's just weird, isn't it? I think maybe it's all that you've done. Um, not necessarily. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I barely, I've been doing show prep since I first talked to you and I just kept getting deeper in the in the youth uh, catalog and what you've been doing and and now we're going to get back into some more of that catalog. We're going to play some more tunes right now. Thank you for listening to OCRockRadio.com. And I'm Clanger. And thanks for hanging with the Clang. And let's get back to the music.
Yeah. Mm-hmm.
ocrockradio.com and we had a nice little tasty set of music it started off with new kind of chance and that's off a new release from youth himself april 4th 2021 and it's featuring andy simpson then we heard good summer another song with uh, youth and gaudy and now this is actually off of a single from august 21st 2020 and then we heard Face Weapon, Youth and Gowdy once again, and another track off of Astronauts Alchemist. Gotta check that album out, it's, it's amazing. And then we're gonna, we have a little bit more time left with youth, so we're gonna just get back in into the interview with him, and thanks for hanging with the Clang, and let's get back to it. So what about, so you just, did you just write a symphony not too long ago, is that right? Hey. Well, it took me about 10 years, but, and it's still a work in progress. But yeah, um, I, I put uh, an edited version of it up on YouTube with a film I made um, at the beginning of lockdown 18 months ago. Um, and uh, yeah, it's got a good response. And But I've still got a lot of work left to do on it. It's, it's such a big project and such an expensive project. But, um, you know, getting I've got to get a choir on it next. I've got some vocals, but I need to get these choirs on and uh, finish the libretto, the lyric, which is almost there. But I've had a great response. And, and the process has been amazing for me because I'm self-taught. I don't read. So I've had to write it by ear and on a computer so that a traditional orchestra can play it. So it's, it's quite a challenge, but... Um, I think it stands up and uh, I've had a great response and uh, uh, you know it's um, yeah it's an emotional work um, it's uh, it's about an hour it's about an hour long but like I said it's taken about 10 years to write it um, I, I, I recorded most of it with the Syrian National Orchestra that I reconvened in London who would become refugees from the Syrian Iraqi war. And then, um, and we did that at Abbey Road, which was amazing. An incredible experience to honor those musicians by recording them in Abbey Road um, on, on, on a big symphonic work. That was beautiful. And um, yeah, I hope it, I hope we'll get, get it ready for live performance in within a year or two. Um, but it's such a it's so hard, isn't it? I mean, it's one of those things like it costs so much to make, but it's um, for so few people buy it. It's so uncommercial, you know. So right. it's, it's of love, but um, again, it's part of uh, leaving a legacy and just pushing uh, the threshold of what I can do creatively as a writer and a, as an as a musician artist composer uh, pushing it as far as i can you know i mean if i can write a symphony and i can't read music <laughs> you know if you really want to you can do it you know yeah that's inspiring because i'm not very good at reading music either uh yeah so <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to tell from hearing it. It's it's a beautiful piece that you have on there. So 
I guess um, just want to talk to you about you. You got the um, beautiful days coming up uh, this upcoming weekend. Is that right? And you're going to be DJing. And are you also performing with the Orb, or is, is it you doing your solo? solo I'm doing. Thing a, I'm I'm doing about an hour and a half DJ set before the Orb, um, and the Orb are headlining that tent that night. So because that's i suppose that'd be around 10 o'clock at night on sunday night and then i'll join the orb for a couple of tracks on bass uh, yeah. you know some point during their set after i come off so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun actually yeah yeah the, uh, the, the lineup looks amazing and gary newman james i'm gonna miss van der Generator, I think they're going to be on around the same time as I am, which is so that's the problem with the big festivals is that there's the two bands you want to see are playing at the same time or three bands playing at the same time. <laughs> For that, so many good things you want to see, and they all often clash, right? Um, well, Hawkwind, the- too, geez, that's yeah, amazing, <laughs> yeah. And then you have your festival you've been doing every year. I've been watching, and I don't know. Me and the me and the wife we're gonna try to make it this year. We'll see what happens. But uh, your Space yeah. Mountain Festival that's gonna be what the twenty second to the twenty fourth. If everything keeps going like it's going, or yeah, touch wood and uh, cross yeah. fingers. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it's, it's really hard to make plans for anything, isn't it these days? But yeah. you know. The Andrew Weatherall quote again, you know, fail we may, fail we must, you know. And sometimes you just got to keep pushing it, even if you know it may not come through. I, I mean, I'm hoping it will. And um, it's probably 50-50 at the moment. But it's weird yeah. in Spain, things have opened up. Lockdown has been kind of uh, really re- relaxed. Um, but people still aren't allowed to dance and there's no clubs going in Ibiza because you can't get up and dance. So if that continues, that might, that might jinx it, you know, um, yeah. but we'll, September, I'll make a, a big announcement in September. And I, th- I think also, um, a lot of people are still a bit wary of traveling and flying. Right. Right. You know, we'll see. Yeah, but I mean, it's a fantastic festival. It's very tiny. It's tiny. It's like five, six hundred people. But it's like some, sometimes the lineup's better than festivals that have like twenty, thirty thousand people. I mean, the the lineup is ridiculous, and uh, you know, it's great fun curating that and, and pulling it together. But again, it's you know, it's one of those labour of love. So you know, it takes up a lot of time. It loses money. It's a lot of grief, you know. Um, you're dealing with a lot of egos, not just musicians, but all the healers. My God, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> there are moments where you think, "Why am I doing this?" And then when it happens, and it's like one of the best nights of your life, and everybody's having the best time of their life, and it's incredible uh, chemistry and collusion and alchemy and people meet and fall in love and you know so many things great things happen you, you don't you don't question it so it all makes it worthwhile totally you know and you could say the same for producing artists often that's a very thankless ta- task you know and and you'll you'll work so hard on it and, and, and never get a thank you off them not even to, it might take them 20 years to get the record you've made that got them to number one and gave them a 20 year career but 
you know, it's 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 quite rare that you get thanked. Nevertheless, that's a good ego shredder for you as a producer. It keeps you kind of clear about what it is you're doing. What it is we're doing is making beautiful music. Um, you know, not there just to become mates with the artists. You know, it's about making beautiful music, and um, and that takes its toll. You know, that's a, that's a creative, magical process most of what i deal with is magic making you know and uh, that can be taxing physically and emotionally mentally on lots of levels so um but when it hits through and hits true then it's incredible and it's it's worth every drop of tears you've shed for it you know <laughs> <laughs> So just close, I just want to thank you for uh, deciding to hang with the Clang tonight. Really appreciate you taking the time. I know you got stuff going on. And uh, well, thanks a lot, youth. I really appreciate it. And uh, Pleasure. You know, thanks for taking some time. Really. Thanks. But great talking to you, Clang. And send me the link when you've done it. And look forward to it. this. Yeah. And All uh, right. I really posted it. Other things if I can help in any other way let me know you got it thanks okay. cheers man cheers What a show. That was show number nine. And as I always say, you just never know what the next week brings. But if this is the last show, then what a grand finale. What an amazing soul and spirit we got to share the evening with. I hope you enjoyed all of the music and all of the knowledge and wisdom that we got from Martin Youth Glover this evening. Uh, I cannot thank him enough for for taking the time to hang with the Clang. I mean, really, that's all I can really say at this point. I'm 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 beyond myself. So hope you all enjoyed, and we're gonna. I'll see what happens next week. The semester starts next week, so we'll see if I can carry on with with the hang with the Clang show. And once again, thank you all. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and let's uh, keep listening to music and keep keep on keeping on. And I'm gonna play one more song, and it's Xerox Smile. It's the Turquoise and Gold Morpheus Dub Remix for youth, of course. Uh, music to get high to. That album has really, 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 really amazing tracks on it definitely check it out and I think we're done good night
after the war, and they just, America was turned into the suburban wasteland, and they didn't want any parts of it.
Yeah. Uh-huh.